Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for another opportunity to be gathered before you. We want to thank you for this wonderful opportunity again. Continue to speak to our hearts concerning the parable of the soils and enrich our souls with your word. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We have seen the thorny heart listener and have made the following observations about them. The thorny heart is preoccupied with the affairs of this world and desires the pleasures that the world offers. Their life is crowded with all kinds of things except the things of God. They are more interested in the pleasures of this life than in God himself. They think that the message of God should address their sensual or carnal desires for money, healing, health, children, and so on and so forth. But God's word mostly addresses things of eternal value. The thorny heart listener does not like a message that addresses their sinful living and their living contrary to God. They may have been Christians for a long time, but they remain spiritually immature. And so they never really bear spiritual fruit. In our conclusion, we noted that the thorny heart must first be emptied of worldliness through sanctification. That is, his life must be purged and purified by the Spirit of God to remove every vestige of worldliness from him before anything of value can come forth from such an individual. You see, without sanctification, people cannot generally accept or obey the word of God, nor can they be heaven-focused. Without sanctification, people do not focus on heaven. They focus on the earth. Let's go on to what we want to discuss today. And I'm going to read three passages of scripture. I'm going to read Matthew chapter 13 verse 23, Mark chapter 4 verse 20, and Luke chapter 8 verse 15. So I begin with Matthew chapter 13 verse 23. And it reads, But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. Mark chapter 4, verse 20. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. Some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Luke chapter 8, verse 15 says, But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it, and bear fruit with patience. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. We now turn our attention to the good ground. Our scripture texts show why the individual with a good heart is productive. The Bible says that he is someone with an honest and noble heart. There is no dishonesty or deception in this individual. When they are wrong, they admit it immediately and make amends. When David's sin against Bathsheba and Uriah was pointed out, he immediately repented. But when King Saul's sins were pointed out to him, he was more interested in maintaining his public image than attending to the issue that had been raised. So while David had a good heart, King Saul did not have a good heart. People with a good heart readily accept, understand, and retain or keep the word of God in their hearts. And also, they do that which they have heard. In other words, when they hear a word from God, they receive it, they accept it, they understand it, they keep it in their hearts and go ahead to do it. 
these attributes of accepting, understanding, retaining, and doing the word of God is why the good heart is productive. And it is the reason why the word of God blossoms in their hearts. The good heart prepares themselves to receive the word of God with much anticipation. And this is because they know that there is tremendous blessing in keeping the word of God. So when they come to a church meeting, they listen attentively to the word of God and afterwards they put it to practice. The individual with a good heart is not a careless hearer, but a careful listener. He is a careful listener because he listens with a heart of meekness. When you have a heart of meekness, you do not argue or dispute the word of God. Rather, you will accept the word of God and you will even tremble so that you can quickly go and put it to practice. If there is one thing a person with a good heart does not want to do, it is to offend God. When a person with a good heart hears the word of God, he keeps it into his heart. He commits it to memory. He prays about it and expects the results from it. When Jesus was born and they began to give prophecies about his life, his mother Mary listened to what they were saying and the Bible says that she retained it in her heart. So when they went to a wedding and there was no more wine, she went to Jesus who had never performed a miracle and told him that they have no more wine. And Jesus said, what do you want me to do? And then she said to the servants who were nearby, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And as a result of that, he was able to perform Perform the first miracle of turning water into wine. When life's challenges come the way of the man with a good heart, they are able to weather the storm with patience, perseverance, endurance, and prayer. They patiently bear enduring fruit. They do not rush through life, but they patiently endure the process that leads to maturity. If you do not allow fruit to ripen on the tree, but you pluck it prematurely, the fruit is acidic. It's not good for your health. So the good heart is one that allows the fruit to mature. So when we relate with people with a good heart, you find that they rarely get angry. And even when they are angry, they are able to put it under control and still manifest the love of God in relationships. The person with a good heart knows the value of the word of God. And so he treasures it in his heart. He locks it up like a valuable jewel in his heart forever. He does not throw it around anyhow, but he regards it highly. The person with a good heart recognizes the value of suffering in the kingdom of God. He recognizes that suffering is a part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He recognizes that we will have to suffer because we are following Jesus Christ. He recognizes that we will face persecutions because we are following Jesus Christ. He recognizes that life has ups and downs. And so he is prepared for whatever it is that he encounters in life. And he commits his life into the hands of God for safekeeping. Even though people with a good heart produce fruit in varies, what matters is that they are all producing fruit. The good ground is the heart that produces fruit. Whenever they hear the word of God, they understand that being God's word, it will bring them blessings. They recognize that the word of God will do them good at all times. And so they do not hesitate to put it to practice. Therefore, we must make it our goal to have a good and honest heart. A heart that is not deceptive, but that honestly assesses itself. Such a heart can only come from God working on us. Jesus Christ said, make the tree good 
and its fruit will be good. And what he's saying, therefore, is that if we make our hearts good, then we will produce good fruit. We are all born with a bad heart from our mother's wombs. From our mother's womb, we already know how to tell lies. We already know how to steal and so on and so forth. But when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he comes to make us good. So if we submit our lives to the work of God in our lives, we shall become good ground for God's word. We shall become such a ground that will be producing good fruit at all times. And my prayer is that God will help us to surrender our lives totally and completely to him so that we can bear good fruit unto God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your word. I pray, Almighty God, that you will help us to surrender our lives totally and completely to you so that you can do your work of sanctification, purging us and purifying us and make us able to respond positively to your word at all times. I pray, Almighty God, that you will help us to be fruit-bearing Christians. Henceforth, in Jesus' name, Amen.